Hi, y'all. This is Carrie D. from Coffee with Carrie. It's such a privilege to do this adventure we call homeschooling with you. Thank you for tuning in again and walking this homeschooling journey with us. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram at Coffee with Carrie Consultant or at our website, coffeewithcarrie.org. It's our prayer that our website, our homeschooling consulting services, our podcast, and now our new book, Just Breathe, will help you homeschool one step at a time, one day at a time, and one cup of coffee at a time. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, put your feet up, and take a little coffee break with me. We're going to explore the question, are you raising a teenager or a young man? Well, how you view the term adolescence will determine how you answer this question. Did you know the word teenager didn't even exist before the 1920s? Compare the entries in Webster's second and third editions in 1934-1961. Only after World War II does the adjective teen age become a noun, teenager. Before child labor and compulsory education laws, teen boys and girls were referred to as young men and young ladies. Before the Industrial Revolution over a century ago, you were either a child or an adult. The Bible never referred to young David or young Daniel as a teenager. Moses was a child until he became a young man. And in America, the adolescent years look very different than they do in other countries around the world. Epstein is the author of a revolutionary book called The Case Against Adolescence. It's one of my favorites on parenting the teenage years. It challenges your perceptions and expectations of teens. Epstein states in his book, For most of human history, young people worked alongside adults as soon as they were able. Shortly after puberty, young people would gain all the rights and responsibilities of adulthood as they transitioned into these new roles. Now, Some of you might be thinking, there's no way my 16-year-old son is responsible enough to get a real job. Or you might be thinking, my 15-year-old daughter can't even decide what she wants to wear today, much less what she wants to do with the rest of her life. Yet in countries around the world, youth and their teens are starting their own businesses, raising their own families, and mastering needed skills to make a living all while supporting themselves and their immediate families. Epstein's book revolutionized the way I viewed adolescence and my own teen's capability as they transitioned from childhood to adulthood. The pages of this book are littered with research studies and real-world experiences of how teens in other countries successfully shoulder important tasks and responsibilities and do it without teenage rebellion, addiction epidemics, climbing suicide rates, and social media overload. So what makes the American teen different? Dare I say it's societies and our own expectations of them? During my son's freshman year, we read the book Do Hard Things, A Teenage Rebellion Against Low Expectations by two brothers, Alex and Brett Harris. The book was written by twin teens after sparking a revolution online with their blog. The contents of this book challenges teens to do hard things, to move out of their comfort zone, and to rebel against society's low expectation of quote-unquote teenagers. 
In the first part of the book, the teen authors share the teen years of George Washington, Clara Barton, and David Fargo. Each one had done extraordinary, courageous, responsible, and very hard things before the age of 19. Then the teen authors compared a typical mom's modern-day expectation of her teenager, which included things like keep a clean room, do at least one chore a day, and keep the gas tank full. Ouch. I mean, David Fargo was commanding a naval ship and keeping an enemy captain under his control at age 14. At age 14, my son's closet was vomiting a mess of clean, dirty, and not so sure what they were items and clothes out of his closet doors. So what's the difference? What's changed? Dare I say it again? Perhaps it's our expectations of teens. Society expects them to goof off at this age. Society views the teenage years as prep for the real world without actually giving them opportunity to live and work in the real world. Helicopter parents swoop in to fix every problem that their children's face. Many parents reason their teens are just too young or immature to handle certain responsibilities. Epstein argues teens can't handle the responsibilities because we have taken responsibilities away from them. Brett and Alex Harris argue teens don't rise up because we don't expect them to. And in the more recent book published in 2018 called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting Up a Generation for Failure, the authors and researchers, Greg Luminoff and Jonathan Haidt, conclude that this generation needs quote-unquote safe spaces because their minds and experiences have been protected from failing and that the average college student views opposing viewpoints as microaggressions. One of the main premises and conclusions from their research is that, like the immune system, children must be exposed to challenges and stressors within limits and and age-appropriate ways, or they will fail to mature into strong and capable adults able to engage productively with people and ideas that challenge their own beliefs and moral convictions. Moms, God has called our teens to a life of purpose. He created them to do mighty things in the kingdom of God. In 1 Timothy 4.12, this should be our teens' battle cry. Don't let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example for the believers in speech in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So perhaps, moms, we need to change our perspective of the high school and our teens' adolescent years. Homeschooling through high school offers opportunities that traditional schools don't. Even if your teen aspires to attend the most prestigious of colleges, don't try to do school at home during the high school years. Take advantage of the time God has given you with your teenage son or daughter. Take this time to fuel their passions. Expect greatness. Press them to do hard things. Push them out of their comfort zone. Set them up for success. But moms, please, let's let them fail too. Why can't your teenage son 
head up a local governor's election campaign quarters like the Brett brothers did? Or why not help your teenage daughter start her own nonprofit organization like Julia Schumer did? Why not encourage your teen to travel or do missionary work at the ripe old age of 14? When my son and I were reading the book, Do Hard Things, my son honestly and gently chastised me. He said, you know, mom, even if I wanted to be like George Washington, nowadays I can't. You won't let me wander around the wilderness exploring things by myself. And where we live, I can't go out practicing my hunting skills or shooting aim. You'll afraid I'll get hurt. My friends can't skip school to work with their uncle who's a lawyer to learn paralegal skills because the law requires us to be in school all day. At least you trust me, Mom, enough to let me teach a class at our co-op. But my friends who help in Sunday school, they say they just pass papers out. The teachers don't trust them enough to plan, prep, or teach the kids. Like, what's that girl's name Laura Ingle Wilders did? Didn't you say she was a full-fledged teacher by age 16? And you know, my boy had a point. Even if we expect more responsibilities from our teens, we need to be able to move out of our comfort zone to allow them to do hard things. Homeschooling the high school year should be more than biology with a lab and an AP geometry class. Yes, we do need to make sure we follow our state's graduation requirements, but the beauty and gift of homeschooling is the flexibility and freedom we have in meeting those requirements. While meeting the graduation requirements, we also have flexibility, time, and space to fuel our teens' passions. Why not read your way through history or intern or volunteer at a local campaign headquarters for U.S. civics? Learn business math and personal finance by starting their own businesses or taking over part of your family's business. They can work in an animal shelter or train to be a docent at a local aquarium for biology. They can travel with groups like People of People or World Strides or go on mission trips with your church to learn about history and geography. Give them time and expect them to compose original music or create video games instead of playing them, to write and film movies or maintain their own YouTube channel. Make them take a few college classes or work a full-time job. Encourage them to start their own teen Bible study. I mean, why not? Think out of the box during the high school years. Do hard things and expect more from your teens. One more thing. Is skipping college really a radical idea? But dare I say, not all high school students need to go to college? Yep, I said it and I'm sticking to it. You know, I hate the expression, he's just not college material. The implication is that the student isn't smart enough to succeed in college. Well, that's hogwash. I think the more accurate expression should be, he doesn't need college material to succeed. You know, not all students need college degrees. Not all students need a college education to succeed in life and in the workforce. Now, if your child wants to be a doctor or an engineer, a therapist, a lawyer, an accountant, or a teacher, then yes, a degree and certification are necessary. Therefore, college is in his or her future. However, in today's modern workforce and in the age of information, 
Many jobs and skills and careers can be learned via internships, apprenticeships, on the internet, or in trade schools. Experts also predict that many of the jobs our teens will possess haven't even been invented yet. So, I hear you saying, my son at least needs a degree of some kind just to get his foot in the door of any company or job. Dare I say this is no longer true? Mega companies like Apple and Google and IBM, they no longer require a degree for higher level or higher paying jobs. And then there's companies like Nordstrom's and Disney, Home Depot and Lowe's that allow employees hired at entry level positions to move up to the highest ranks of their companies without a degree. And don't forget about companies like Starbucks and Chick-fil-A that encourage their employees to train for manager positions and then encourage them to own their own franchises in the future. In today's market, creative and hardworking individuals who have an entrepreneurial spirit can build a portfolio, invent a new app, start a new company, publish their own book, produce their own album, or get paid just for using social media. Yep, that's a thing. Some of the world's greatest thinkers and inventors dropped out of college or skipped college altogether to pursue their dreams and passions or to develop a business model they started during their high school years. So dare I say it again, not all high schoolers need to go to college. It takes just as much courage not to attend college in order to pursue a passion or to start a new business as it takes to attend college and pursue an academic degree. If your student needs a degree or wants to attend college, then go for it. My daughter loved college so much she's now pursuing a master's degree and perhaps even a PhD. But her calling requires a degree or two and certifications and licensures. But you know, not all careers do. If your student wants to pursue an acting career, a sports career, a writing career, or even an art career, then consider skipping college. If your student has no idea what he wants to do, or he has tons of ideas of what he wants to do, then consider skipping a four-year university. Attend community college to save money while exploring options. Or attend a trade school to learn a dying art or to get certified in welding, woodworking, or mechanics. Find a mentor or an expert in a field for your son or daughter to train under. Then encourage your teen to work his or way up a ladder, the ladder. Not going to college does not limit their career possibilities. It might just make the possibilities endless. If one of the main reasons you decide to homeschool was to instill in your child a love of learning, then one option might be to allow that child to use his ability to learn and to use his natural curiosity in the workforce instead of on a college campus. If you're still not convinced that it might be okay for your teen to skip college, then I highly recommend you read the book, Skip College, Launch Your Career Without Debt, Distraction, or Degree by Connor Boyack. You will be pleasantly surprised by the book, I promise. Boyack does not speak poorly of college. He actually spends the first few chapters discussing how important it is to determine if college is something you want or need. Then he spends the rest of the book speaking to the person who has decided to skip college 
or to at least take a few gap years. The book is full of logical reasons to skip college and great ideas on how to succeed in the workplace without a college degree. So where's God calling your teen to go? What's God calling your teen to do? Pray, pray, and pray some more. Then with your teen, begin exploring other options for your teen who may want to skip college. If your teen is ready, willing, and able to step onto the campus for academic rigor of a four-year university, then be assured your decision to homeschool high school will give him or her all the tools he needs to get accepted and to succeed in college. If, however, you feel God is leading your homeschooler on a different track, one that doesn't necessarily involve the traditional college experience, then take heart. God designed your teen. He knows his strengths. He ignited those passions in his heart. Be open to the fact that God's plans for your teen's life may not look like the plans you had envisioned. Listen to your teen's heart and listen to the soft whispers of the Holy Spirit. I challenge you to remove the word teenager and all of its negative connotations and societal expectations from your vernacular and remove it from your homeschool quote-unquote curriculum. Dare to skip the teenage years and help your child transition straight into adulthood. I purposefully homeschooled a young lady, not a typical teenage girl. I may have a boy with a teenage appetite, but I refuse to homeschool a typical teenage boy. It was a joy homeschooling my now adult daughter, and I love homeschooling and mentoring my son, who is a young man, a man who is after God's own heart. So go ahead, kick those teenagers out of your house and to the curb. Then welcome into your home the young man and young woman God has given you to raise, educate, guide, and mentor. Trust me, the expectations might be high, but the rewards will be even greater. Thank you for hanging out with us and for joining me for this little coffee break. If this is your first time joining us, you can find us at our website, coffeewithcarry.org. We also have daily devotions and homeschooling tips at our Instagram account, Coffee with Carrie Consultant. Don't forget to check out our website for links to resources mentioned in this podcast and for more articles on homeschooling the high school years. If you heard something you liked, then share our podcast, our Instagram, our website, and our new book, Just Breathe and Take a Sip of Coffee, with a friend who might need a little encouragement, or share it with a friend who might be thinking of homeschooling. We're praying for you. Stay healthy. God bless. And see you next time.